This podcast is brought to you by the Kansas City Barbecue Store, the official provider of barbecue supplies to listeners of Pitmaster. And you don't want to miss out on this discount from the Kansas City Barbecue Store. From smokers and fuel to rubs and sauces, the Kansas City Barbecue Store has everything and anything you could possibly want. Make the Kansas City Barbecue Store your one-stop shop for all your outdoor cooking needs. As a listener of the OVS Pitmaster podcast, you can get 10% off of your order this spring by using the code PITPOD, P-I-T-P-O-D, all caps, for online orders at www.thekansascitybarbecuestore.com. This podcast is brought to you by BarbecueData.com. BarbecueData.com is your one-stop shop for all of your barbecue competition data. Historical data, calls, wins, placements, everything under one roof. It's a great way not only to track yourself in the standings, but also to track how you improve your scores from year to year. Listeners of this podcast can receive 20% off of a new subscription to BarbecueData.com with the code PITPOD. That's one word, all capital letters, P-I-T-P-O-D, PITPOD. So check your team scores, check on others, and do it all on BarbecueData.com. My name is Luke Darnell, Pitmaster of Old Virginia Smoke, and I am the host of Pitmaster, an old an old Virginia Smoke podcast. And we have a special episode this week. We got our our right hand man, our wingman, Brian Corbett with Smoke and Scullies with us again today. How are you, Brian? I'm doing good, Luke. Uh, all things considered, how about you? I am great. I am great, and it is it's kind of the Brian Corbett month of uh pitmaster um just because we have our wise episodes going that we live recorded that was a lot of fun and this podcast is we we never really do topical or timely podcasts uh here we record our stuff ahead of time but um you had you know we talk a lot about habits and routines and stuff for pitmasters on this podcast mm-hmm. And one of the questions that I never ask is, you know, what's one of your worst fears at a contest? And I think my worst fear would be having a rep come and tell me that I'm out of a category. And unfortunately, uh, you being, uh, you know, basically my wingman on this podcast had that unfortunately happen to you this weekend. First time. First time. Time for me, yeah. And it's we've all seen it at contests and we've heard about it, and we always say that'll never ever happen to me. And why don't you just go ahead and lay the scene out <laughs> during rib turn in, and and tell us what happened, and then we'll go from there. Okay, um, <clears throat> so cooking in Galax, Virginia this weekend at uh, Smoke on the Mountain in Galax, or uh, I think that's what it was called. But anyway, um, Jason Baumgartner, the the organizer, I'm going to tell you, first time I was there, had a fantastic time. Can't wait to go back. I'm not lying to you. It was it was great. I had a good really? time. Really? Dude, I had a good time. Yeah. Okay, good that's time. fair. Now, it was under a previous administration. I never... Hated okay. the contest, but I always said I would never go back. You know, um, I have I have heard um, I've heard things along those lines, 
And uh, so anyway, I, I went back. I would I would advise that contest to anyone that can get there uh, reasonably. It's a it's a great contest. They really they really, really did a good job uh, on more than one front. And, and we can go into that a little later, too, if we want to. But cool. uh, cook it on the street. And um, what I mean by cooking on the street, going old school. You saw me do it in uh, Wise, Virginia. You've seen me do it at a couple other places where uh, I pull the renegade, the outlaw renegade, and yep. pop, up, pop up the 12 by 12 tent, got a cooler, got a couple of fold-up tables, and, and a bag chair, man, and we're, we're rocking and rolling. So, uh, And I have really enjoyed that the last uh, – Seven, eight, nine months as I've I've done that a few times now. It's it's really a lot of fun. You can I mean I'm setting up in twenty minutes, I'm break down in twenty minutes, you know, and it just gets quite nice, you know. I I love cooking like that. That is yeah. that I've is always amazing. said I haven't I haven't done it yet where the weather was uh was poor. Um so I'm looking forward I'm not looking forward to that, but you know, I've got other means if if I know the weather's gonna be poor. Um the uh, the 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 biggest con, the downside to it um is the public sometimes can not understand what we do. And and I understand that's what happened here. Um but the entire time Noel Kay and I were cooking side by side. He was also cooking the same manner with his uh jambo, pop-up tent, couple of tables. Um and we're on the street one side on the sidewalk on the other and uh public just doing a great job. I mean, they brought, they really brought the public out, which is wonderful for these contests. That's how they, that's how they sustain. Um, but they didn't understand. So we kept getting asked, Hey man, can I buy a chicken? Can I buy a piece of that chicken? Can I have a piece of that chicken? And so when we got to ribs, he and I are, I mean, he's at his table. I'm at my table under our own tents and our own cook sites and I'm slicing ribs. He sliced ribs. Well, I mean, there must be 10, 12 people there. I'm talking a foot from my table, you know, man. Wow. Yeah. I mean, yeah, crazy. So, you know, they're, can I buy a rib? You know, can I sample a rib? And, uh, long, I, there was one guy standing there by himself, uh, in the very, very, very beginning. And, I, the end bone I cut off. I knew I wasn't going to taste it. You know, it's the one that's always, uh, right. You know, right. fall off the bone. At least you hope it is, because if it's tough, the rest of it damn sure tough. But uh, I said, I just, I said, here, man, just enjoy that. And didn't think nothing of it. He backed away and started eating his rib. I, you know, and then there's all these other people anyway. So, I, one, you know, long story short, I had, I talked myself out of doing four over four or five over five. For those that don't know what that is, it's four bones on top of four bones in your turn-in box, or five bones on top of five bones. You know, I'm a big proponent of give the judges what you want the judges to eat. And if that's right. only six bones, and I had one rack that I thought was absolutely pure gold, in my opinion, not to mean it was going to score that way, but in my opinion, was absolutely pure gold. And I had six bones uh, off that rack, and I set them aside. I, you know, I rebrushed them. I, I made sure they were what I wanted. I took my knife under. The four, I mean the five to put across the back. I put across the back and then I took the six bone and put it at the bottom like a showcase bone. I turn around, Noel and I were sharing a trash can. So I turn around, walk away to take my nitro gloves off and my cotton gloves so that I could uh, clean up the box and just, right. you know, I grabbed my wet paper towel, wiped around the outside of the box, shut the lid and walked. And, uh, you know, 
never looked at the ribs again. They were already in the box, right? And um, while I'm doing that, there's ribs literally coming off of my table. Like people just grabbing them. And, uh, you know, um, you know, and I walk my box. I'm walking back. Noel's walking his box. And he says, look down there, man. They're like vultures, you know, just joking around. Well, there's people in my tent and in his tent just grabbing the ribs. (laughs) Wow. Didn't didn't really think. I mean, you know, it's. Not very courteous, but they don't understand. You have to tell yourself that. They don't know what's going on. Uh, it's still a little bit rude, but they don't know what's going on. That's, I was like, you know, so I got back there and I was all right, folks, I got to get my pork ready. And they just kind of went on about their business, right? You know, all oh, the ribs were amazing, the best ribs I've ever had. And I was like, well, they weren't for free for you, but, but anyway, they're gone. Right. <laughs> so, uh, you know, Noel got back, started doing his pork. Well, as I'm, you know, Tearing into my fork. I'm getting, you know, finding my tubes, my money muscles. I'm doing all the stuff we do, right? And uh, the one guy did give a rib. So he actually comes walking back by. And he says, man, that was an amazing rib. That's the best rib I've ever had in my life. And in his hand was a rib (laughs) that did not have a bite out of it. And... And I said, are you still are you still carrying around that rib? And he, it, I can't say this is his words, but it's pretty darn close. He said, oh, man, that was so good. I'm saving this one here for later. You know, oh. take it home. You know, oh, my. Was just, I mean, he was so excited. And I was like, all right. And I remember thinking to myself, why would you tell me how good that rib is if you hadn't eaten it yet? You know, right. And, uh, and so he walked off. And two or three minutes later, I hear, what well, no pit master wants to hear and that is the voice of the kcbs rep in this case it was doug reed and i love doug reed uh one of the best reps in the country right and doug's family doug's family doug's family uh fantastic dude wonderful rep i hear doug reed's voice and he says scully and he says it in a low monotone voice that and i turn around and look and he's got a styrofoam box in his hand oh and he opens it and there's four bones across the top and one at the bottom. And I just look at the box and I'm like, why is he showing me my box? And then I count and I'm like, well, I look him up and I say, it is what it is at this point. And I turn around and he just, he shuts the box and he walks away. Um, and I just, I pause for a minute. I put my hands on the table. As pitmasters, man, you've got Two choices right then. Absolutely. Got two choices right then and there. And I was contemplating both of them. I knew which direction I was going to go, but you have two choices. Choice one, and these are in no particular order. Choice one, you throw your hands up, you quit, you throw it all in the trash, you know, and say it's over. I can't win. I'm done. Or you say, I've got two categories yet left. I cannot win, but I didn't come here to quit. And I'm going to do the best I can in these two categories. And literally, right as I'm contemplating what to do, I knew I was going to go that direction. Choice two. Sure. But but you can't help but take a moment to go, is this even working? And right as I'm contemplating that, I hear no okay. And he says, get it off your mind. You've got two more to go. Finish it. 
and I picked my knife back up and I started doing what I was doing with my fork. And I built my pork box, although I was disgruntled, thinking, I, all I could do was think through ribs. Like, how did I do that? Right. At this point in time, the guy walking by with the rib telling me how good my ribs are, in no way clicks in my head. In no way it clicks in my head that there's my sixth rib walking down the sidewalk. Right. I'm just sitting here thinking, I put five in the box. I can't believe I put five in the box. I've never put five in the box. And I taught myself how to do an eight on eight. If I'd have done eight on eight, I'd, you know. So, I mean, all that's going through my head while I'm doing my pork. Well, I do my pork the way I always do it. And I, you know, and it was good. Um, I thought it was good. And I build my box. I turn it in. I, you know, take a moment. And I sit down in my chair because I always take a little, you know, 10 minute break before I do anything with brisket just to gather myself. And I sit down. I sit down. This other guy comes up. Random, random stranger comes walking back in my tent. You know, <laughs> chit-chatting with me about my smoker and what we're doing. And finally, I'm like, all right, man, I got to get my brisket ready. And he walks away. And um, so I, I jumped to my brisket. And I, I thought my brisket was on point. And I built the box the way I always do. And I cannot get these ribs off my off my brain. And at some point, I think it was during my building my brisket, when I was sitting there, I was like, hang on a minute. The guy that was telling me that my ribs were so good was walking down the street with a rib in his hand that did not have a bite out of it again. And he said he was saving that one for later. Saving it for later. Yeah. You know, and so I think whenever people just started grabbing ribs off my table, I think he, this, look, I think he grabbed one out of the box. I'm going to sit here and tell you with 100% honesty, it is still 100% on me. I'm the fit master. I'm the one that shut the box. I'm the one that, that walked the box. It is on me. I've never had the thought of why would you look at the ribs again? Why would you look at the brisket slices? Right. You put that many in there. I was literally focused on the outside edges of the box, make sure any sauces or anything smudges that could be marked, marked right. markings. And I, I did that. I reached up, shut the lid, and off I go. And just in a rhythm, just locked in. I never looked at the ribs again. So it is, it's not that guy's fault. It is my fault. I take full responsibility. It's no one's fault my own. I'm the pit master. I'm the one that shut the box. I'm the one that did it. But I promise you this much. I will probably look at that box four to six times on the way as I'm walking. <laughs> now on. Um, and then I don't even know how many times I'll be counting stuff between now and then. Oh, um, it's, uh, I think we all will. Um, yeah. So, so, so yeah. That's what happened. And, uh, so it's, it's 100% on me. I take full responsibility. I'm not blaming anyone else. I go turn in brisket. Uh, Jason Bumgarner and his wife uh, are standing there and, and he's kind of chit-chatting with me about the cook. And I was like, yeah, I said, man, honestly, I probably had the best cook I've had in two years. And uh, I said, but I won't win. today." And he's like, well, why is that? And I said, well, I only had five ribs in the box. And I was telling him the story, right? I'm telling the story. Right. About and he was just flattering. He was like, are you kidding? I cannot believe this. Are you serious? And about that time I look and I said, well, look. And over at my tent is, you know, two passersbys, and they're in my tent grabbing brisket right off the table. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I said, look, they're taking the rest of my brisket slices right there. And when I got, he was like, oh, my God. He was flabbergasted. 
Yeah. His wife was like, I cannot believe this. And when I got back over there, I mean, there was no need to run them off, chase them out. It is what it is, right? But, you know, when I got back over there, there was one slice of brisket left, and it was in my au jus, and the only reason it was still there is because nobody saw it. (laughs) (laughs) There was actually a guy standing there, you know, just as innocent as he could be, not saying anything to anybody. And uh, and I said, dude, do you want a slice of brisket? And he was like, if you don't mind me having it. And I was like, well, everybody else has got one. Why don't you have it? Yeah, it he thought it was really good. So yeah, so you had to leave the contest before awards. I had, had to leave it. the contest before yeah. awards. We're sitting around, and I'm, I'm sure there's probably some people that thought that I left because of the rib situation and blah blah blah. But it was in no way that I was. I, again, it's on me. I shut the box. It's my deal. Sure. But no. So sitting there after awards, it's you know approximately two forty-five. Is me and and the mutts shannon and brian turner and noel k and jason singletary uh, who was cooking with jason hardy this weekend and walked over and we were just kind of sitting around just you know we were just joking about i mean everything it is what it is there's no need to try to spill milk right and uh, right. you know so we're just talking anyway my my cousin who lives a couple miles up the road calls me and um i miss his call anyway long story short i call him back and while i'm calling him back he has phone. He says, hey, man, I know you're out of town. I just want to make sure you're all right and all this kind of good stuff. But it's a weird way to start a conversation, right? Right. And I was like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm out of town, but I'm good. What's up? And he was like, well, there's an ambulance at your house. Um, <laughs> he was like, I'm pulling back. Right like, uh, uh, excuse me? You know, and my security cameras are going off. And I am I thought it was Kendall and Julian playing basketball or something. But so I pull up the footage and sure enough, there's an ambulance sitting in my driveway with lights on. And um my wife had been sick all day, throwing up in dire pain, pressure in her chest, um, having a hard time breathing, all that kind of good stuff. So um, that's when I was like, and one of her, she had called one of her friends, and one of her friends had got here. Wesley told me that uh, her friend Laura was here, so I, I said, I'll call you back. And I called Laura. What's going on? She kind of gave me the quick rundown. They're getting her in the ambulance. They're taking to the hospital. Uh, Kendall and Julian are fine. I'm going to, I'm going to go with her to the hospital. And I'm like, Oh my God, you know, and that's wow, dude. Yeah. yeah. And so you, you have that realistic moment, uh, very realistic moment that nobody wants, but you, you all of a sudden realize how unimportant that rib bone was. Absolutely. You know, in the grand schemes of all this, this is a hobby. We enjoy it. It's fun. Even though we take it serious, uh, that rib bone no longer matter. Um, so I'm like, and you can't park your truck inside the contest. And they have the street shut down for the for the right. public to be able to walk around and the bands. And I mean, I mean, they really did a fantastic job with all that. Um, and I'm like, oh my god, I got to get my truck in here. I got to go home, and like now. And so I go down there to where turn ins were. And I'm trying to find Jason, the organizer, and he mm-hmm. he's in there. They're they're doing whatever they're doing. And uh, and I I said, hey man, come here. And he he comes outside, and I said, look, dude. My wife is getting an ambulance right now back home to go to the hospital with pressure in her chest, having a hard time breathing. I'm not sure what's going on, but I got to get I got to get out of here. I right. got to get, I got to get out of here now. And I was like, I mean, NBN finals are getting ready to start where I where I need to bring my truck in. You know, Jay Craig with Outlaw and, and uh, those guys were there. They were in finals in two categories. Lonnie Smith with Bubba Grill was right beside them. He's in finals in two categories. And I was like, man, I'm not trying to dish up their finals, but. I got to get home. That's more important right now. I got to go. And he says, 
he said, can I get your, your cooker out with a ranger? Because they had a side-by-side going around. The volunteers were yeah. shoveling trash and just kind of making things work, covering some ground, right? And I was like, yes, it's, I mean, you can pull it. And anyway, it was too low. I said, it's too low, man. We, we, I, got, I said, I'll leave it. I just got to go. And he said, no, no, no. He said, I can get you in the backside. Let me go with you to your truck. Ride around. I'll get you in. We'll stop the public, whatever. So, dude, we take off to my truck. He and I, he jumps in. We, he tells me how to navigate around to the backside. We navigate the backside. He opens the barrier. I get in. He's already on the radio telling people stop, stop the public from crossing the street. And I back up to it. Man, in less than two minutes from me backing up to the cooker, between the mutts, Singletary, Noel, John Wade was over there at that point. Uh, I don't even know if there, and Jason Bumgarner, myself, I don't know who else was over there. If I missed anyone, I apologize. But within two minutes, everything was hooked up, locked up in the back of my truck, and I'm pulling out. Wow. That's and, incredible. Uh, and so, you know, they really, they really made it happen, you know, and I think we've all been to contests where might not have been so quick to act, but they were. And, uh, you know, he, he called me twice yesterday checking on Ashley. I, I met this guy Friday. You know, that's amazing. That's great. And, uh, you know, he called me twice yesterday on uh, Sunday, just checking up on things. And, um, so it was really cool, but man, that's what the barbecue family is all about. Um, you know, they step up when they need to step up or, or, you know, can step up, not need to, but can step up. And, um, yeah, got it, got it done, got it out, was able to, you know, I didn't break too many uh, traffic laws on the way home. <laughs> Maintained a uh, very healthy level of speed. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but, but was able to get there, get to the hospital to hurry. I mean, she's still there right now. Um, I'm I'm on a break. My mother-in-law came and, and allowed me a, a little bit of time. So I came home for a break, and we're doing this podcast, which is a nice you know, get it off your mind situation. Well, and I know that everyone that's listening will join me in thoughts and prayers for Ashley and you. you and your family. Cause I mean, that is barbecue family and, and that's not, have, not surprising to hear that the barbecue people stepped up and got you out of there. That's no, great. no, it's not surprising at all. I mean, I, I had plenty of time to kind of think about that on the way home. Of course I was, I was keeping tabs with things, you know, calling every you know few minutes or getting phone calls from, from Laura or whoever, you know, that was kind of update. They've just done lab tests. They've, you know, got her here, got her there, that kind of thing. But, you know, you just kind of think about that kind of stuff. And dude, my phone since Saturday night, um, you know, has been blowing up. Yeah. And it, 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 you know, nothing about the barbecue, right? Like during the awards, the award started at seven. I was at the hospital. Uh, Shannon was keeping me informed on, on how things were going. Um, which was nice because it, it 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 does give you a pause, you know, for a second to sure. get some things off your mind. And um, but I mean, outside of that, it has been phone calls and text messages. You know, hey, but folks, they won't even there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And hey, buddy, you know, heard your wife's in the hospital. Let me know if I can do anything. And I'm like, man, you're six states away. But you know, the thing about it is, if I said. Dude, my dog really needs to be out, let out for the walk. Like, there we is figured. A that person's going to figure out. We figured out. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so I don't need that. I don't need anybody showing up at my house, let my dog out. But, um, 
But yeah, dude, it, it's incredible. I mean, and, and it's been, I've got text messages unanswered right now. I got to answer since we've been on the phone, I've kind of glanced at them and it's, yeah. fun. you know, how's Ashley doing, you know, how's this, you know, and then they might lead into the, after they get all that cleared up, they might go, what happened to your ears? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because, you know, it's not, it's not funny. It's some, one of the things that I do when I'm not cooking and my friends are cooking is I'll text them and after they're cooking, I know they're between awards and, and I'll ask them how their cook went. Yeah. And one of my texts always goes to you. If we're not there together, then, you know, I want to, I want to see how you did and check in and, yeah. uh, and it was shocking. <laughs> yeah. Um, you, you were like, it was one of the best I've ever had, yep. but, I messed up ribs. I only turned in five and I, I did, I started to respond. I said, I think I did respond with a text, but then I was, <laughs> and then I responded with a phone call because yep. I was like, um, wow. And then, yeah, found out everything that was going on. And one of those things, and I don't even want to say it out loud because it hasn't happened to me. Um, but it's happened to friends of mine before. And I'm always like, well, I hope you don't get any other calls. Yeah. You know, that, <laughs> that is one thought of thought to have is like, I really hope I don't get any other calls because then it won't matter quite as much. And not as many people may realize what happened, but it was a good one this weekend, man. And I mean, I can say we have a pretty good one here, a pretty good one there. I thought it was solid. Man, I knew this one was – I mean, I didn't know it was quite the score. I got two 180s and a 177. Yeah, I was going to say let's review Yeah. a really good one in terms of a 180 chicken, a 180 pork, and a 177.7. Brisket, yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it was – I mean, not that I expected those scores, but I knew I had that good of a cook that if if the judges agreed, it could be a really good one. And I was like, I think I even told you on the phone, I was joking with you as I was driving. I was like, man, I might be the only guy that gets three top fives at this contest that never doesn't walk away with the grand. And uh, <laughs> and turns out I got three fiddles, and I'm probably the only person that ever got three fiddles at the same contest uh, in Galax, Virginia, that did not win. <laughs> so. Right. And it's, man, yeah, it's... For those of you that that are a 180 is a perfect score. So out of the three categories that Brian turned in, he missed 2.3 points out of three categories. <laughs> That's, That's damn important, by the way, in my career. Yeah, is there, what? I'm sorry. That was my first 180 import. Really? You and I talked about this after the DC contest when you got the 180, and you were That's like, right. And I was like, I said, I'm going to get my first one at the Royal, you know, joking. And, uh, <laughs> and then I got it in Galax, Virginia. So I was a third of the way to the Royal. Yeah, no, not bad. Um, yeah, so that's an incredible amount of stuff to process in your brain over a 24-hour period. Uh, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I, I, I just, number one, there's just several observations from my, my perspective. Okay. Number one, the way you're handling this is amazing. Well, thank you. Uh, 
from the barbecue part to being a fantastic husband, like you just solidify how solid you are. Um, number two, how you can go from Doug Reed being in your tent and telling you that you had, you only had five ribs in the box to turning in a 180 pork box, your first 180 pork box. Uh-huh. Tells me that when that decision is in your brain, you got to go 100% on it. You can't mess around. Yep. You're either going to finish the deal or you're just going to stop. And yep. man, talk about finishing the deal. I think that's part of the competitor. I mean, I mean, we all, I mean, I grew up playing sports and just I'm ultra competitive. I mean, you know, you and I are, are a lot alike in that. I mean, we, we've, we've had our, our golf bets. We've had our barbecue bets. We've had our, you know, you know, what do you think, bud? You want to put your money where your mouth is on the, on the rib bed. You know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. I mean, we've had those conversations. I think the competitive part of me is certainly helped in getting my mind back into the spot. And then Noel with his timely comment of got to get it out of your head. You got two more to go. And right. in fact, I think his comment was there's two 180s left on the board, you know, and I was like, I mean, I didn't know if it was 180s, but I was like, yeah, I mean, let's do it, man. I mean, we're here. What I mean, what is packing my – my truck wasn't even there. What is packing my stuff up going to do? You know what I mean? And right. uh, I certainly didn't want a, a total score of 180 in chicken. Well, and it's – so I didn't know this. Um but you're not disqualified when you turn in five pieces. So I didn't know that either until Noel, and Noel just became a, a certified KCBS rep. He spent uh, the past two years uh, working on that, repping, repping contest in training. And, you know, I guess I don't know what all you got to do there. But, but he told me, he said, he said, Doug will take that box back to get judged. And I was like, but I'm disqualified. I don't, I don't care what they say now. And, this is after pork when I had my few minutes of, you know, just, and he's, he said, they can still judge it. He said, one judge will give you one, 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 which is a one in appearance, one in taste and one in tenderness. Yeah. Every judge, all six will give you ones in appearance. The other five that actually get a bone will, uh, they will judge it accordingly. Um, you know, to the, to the KCBS standard. So you won't, you're not disqualified. You will still get a score. It will just be much lower than, than what you probably would, you know, what you would have gotten if you'd have had a, a qualifying box. And, right. uh, and man, and it, was all, it was all eights and nines. I did get one seven in tenderness, but you got to remember. So Doug came over to, when he, when he came over, I it was, it was, uh, it was 1244 when he, when he said my name, cause I looked at right. the clock. And uh, it was twelve forty four, and then he walked the box back. So I turned my I turned my rib box in it. It was at the front half of the window. It was twelve twenty five or six, and uh, and so they judged those ribs. I dare say twenty five minutes later. Absolutely. Still got all eights and nines. And didn't finish last in ribs. And did not finish last in ribs. So. Yeah, you you avoided the DAL. I avoided the DAL. I still don't have knock on wood a DAL. Got <laughs> 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 next to a DAL, but not a DAL. And ended up like right in the middle of the pack, pretty much. Ended was, up seven. 
17th overall with the what a six eighty four. I don't know what it was, but uh, six eighty three. Yeah, yeah, six eighty three with a one forty five rib or something, and you know thirty. I don't know how many teams were there. It was a bunch, but um, but yeah, it yeah, was impressive. I, I I impressed myself. I'll say that I don't do that a whole lot. <laughs> yep. Well, I'm proud of you and the way that you're handling this because I know a lot of people wouldn't handle it that way. Um, a lot of people would have stopped after that and said, you know what, I don't have a chance now. or And I don't know how it would affect me. Uh, I think it might wreck me. And yeah, I, don't, <laughs> I don't advise you trying to figure out how you would handle that situation. Um, <laughs> You know, and, and again, man, I'm not making excuses. There are a lot of people out here that make a bunch of excuses for a bunch of different things of why they didn't score well or why they didn't put six bones in the box. I, I'm not, I'm telling the story. I'm not making excuses. It is still 100% on me. I'm the pit master. I shut the box. It's on me. You know, um, quite honestly, I don't know if I'd have realized there was five in the box if there was a rib left on the table for me to even throw in the box. Um, right. Because there was, you know, 10, 12 people there easy, you know, just kind of free grabbing. And, and you know, I'll handle that differently next time. I may or may not have mesh screens on order to put up on the side of the tent. <laughs> <laughs> may or may not. <laughs> may or may not have mesh screens on um, so that I don't have to deal with that again. But, uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. So I don't advise you figuring out how you would handle it. That's I, I don't want to. Um, is there anything you mentioned you were joking around earlier that you would probably be counting pieces of meat for the rest of your life? And is there anything that any anything that you'll do different now? Yeah. So I used to, uh, and a lot of a lot of pitmasters do this, and I used to do it, and I, and I stopped, and I'll, I'll incorporate this back into my process as well um, of taking pictures of the box. So when you build the box, you take a picture and then you can shut it and go. Now, the question may be asked by someone listening, how would that have helped you? Well, one, I didn't look at the ribs again. I cleaned the outer edge of the box and shut the lid. Because when right. I, I placed the ribs and I put them where I wanted to, I de-glove, was getting ready to de-glove, they were where I wanted them and they were what I wanted. I didn't right. look at them. I had six. There was five on the table, one showcase. And that's my knife went under. I went over, slid them, sit, tighten them up, make sure they were perfect. I mean, they were beautiful. And I turned around, walked to the trash can, degloved, come back anyway. But if I'd have taken a picture, one, it would have given me peace of mind to know that yes, that guy did take a rib, or two, you idiot, you did put five in the box. Um, I, I'm 95% sure I know the answer to that question because uh, I know I had six there. And, uh, but, um, it would have, it would have been able to ease my mind on that. But two, I would have had to have looked at the ribs. Right. Because the reason, the reason, the main reason most people take pictures of their boxes, uh, I'm sure some people make take pictures of boxes so they can, you know, throw on social media and whatever. And that's all well and good. But I think the main reason people take pictures of their boxes is to, because sometimes from that camera angle and that picture, you might can see an inconsistency somewhere. There you can see a little a, thing. Yeah. There might be a, a seed or something from the soft sitting somewhere that you didn't pay attention to because you're looking at the bigger picture 
pun intended, I guess, or no pun intended. But, you know, when you're looking at the little picture, you might see that one little thing or, you know, oh, my God, there's a freaking fat glob on that money muscle. Why, how did right. I You know what I mean? Like those little things is what the picture does for you. Uh, and I used to take pictures and I quit uh, a couple of years ago when I started cooking more and more by myself. Um, and I really can't tell you why, Luke, uh, other than the fact that I just fell out of the habit. You know, it's kind of like whenever you stop scoring in a certain category and you, you go on for a few months and you, you know, it, it pesters you because you, you quote unquote, haven't changed a thing. And then all of a sudden you think back on it and you go, I used to do X. Right. It might be something so minute that you don't think it matters. And it, it maybe it does, maybe it don't. But I bet when you start incorporating that again, your scores change. Yeah. And uh, and so now I will deglove and grab my phone and take a picture. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so I've been asked that question a couple of times. Thomas Gearhart texted me. Uh, yeah. Messaged me yesterday and he was like, Hey man, you had a good cook. Congratulations on those calls. He didn't, he didn't know a thing about the ribs. And mm. I just, I mentioned, I said, appreciate it, buddy. It was a good one. FYI, can I buy a rib? And he was like, what do you need to buy a rib for? I said, I put five in the box. He said, I was not going to ask. <laughs> uh. <laughs> he just saw my score and thought, man, how do you cook a 180 and 180 and 177 and end up with a 146 rib? You know, Matt Griner did the same thing Sunday night. He, uh, or Sunday, Sunday, anyway, yesterday, and he texted me and he was like, there's no chance you would cook a 146 rib. Right. And I was like, well, <laughs> the sixth bone would have helped me not have a 146 <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. But yeah, so uh, to change things in the future, any advice I would give anybody is, is, one, if you have a second set of eyes there, that always helps. Uh, I, if Ashley were with me, she'd have looked and said, babe, there's now five bones in the box or babe, you, you actually boxed five bones or whatever right. it may be, or, oh my God, that guy just grabbed one of our ribs, you know, at which point in time I you know, probably could have found something else to throw in there if I couldn't have got that one back. But, um, having a second set of eyes is nice. Not always, it can't always be there for us. Uh, right. you know, uh, but I will be taking the picture from now on, and I will open that box at least once. At least once. And probably more than once. So I'll probably open it while walking, and I probably will open it up when I set it on the table just for a final glance. Um, yeah. Before I release it. Because like I said, man, it was 1225, 1226. I mean, if I opened it up and had that old crap moment, now, again, I don't think there was any ribs left on my plate, on my table maybe, but uh, – I don't know. I'd have, I'd have tried to go back and at least look, you know. Yeah. Um, but it is what it is. Yeah. Hopefully somebody learns and don't happen to them. And, uh, <laughs> hey, if, if, if it happens to you and you catch it beforehand because you listen to this podcast, shoot me a message and thank you. Um, yeah, absolutely. That's And I want to thank you for being open to doing this and, and yeah, putting this out there because I, I was like, yeah, you know what? Number one, I wanted you to give a chance to explain your side, uh, just because I know people. Well, people were just asking questions on the damn awards thread, like, "What yeah. the hell happened?" And I was yeah. like, "I was like, not my place, not my place, not going to mm-hmm. answer it." But uh, uh, I, I want to appreciate you for coming on here and sharing your story, <laughs> and uh, 
you know, and all of us are be thinking about Ashley. So yeah, well, I appreciate that. That's uh, that's the most important part. That's more important than any uh, any ribs. Um, so you know, we'll get we'll get her squared away and 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 bust her out of there soon. I hope and good. Um, see everybody on the barbecue trail moving forward. Yeah, it was. Uh, I sent you a text and said, "Screw barbecue." Yep. <laughs> yeah, yep, you did. Yep, you did. And uh, I appreciate that. And you, you and Kim checked in yesterday, and um, there's, I mean, there's just been a host of people that have checked yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. I told her today. I said, well, I said, boy, you got barbecue people worried about you all over the country. You know. <laughs> and, I, and and she and her exact response were, barbecue people are the best people. And, yeah, they are. Uh, you know, and so that's, you know, it means a lot for her. I mean, even though she don't see some, she don't even know some of these people. You know, but. Uh, but it means a lot to know that that randos are. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, yeah, we'll we'll drop this one in here in between the middle of these wise episodes, and uh, yeah. again, just want to thank you for being on here. Yeah, man. Thank you so much, Luke. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna sign off now because I'm gonna head back up there. I've been too far away. I'm I'm starting to get a little bit anxious. My hands are starting to <laughs> starting to get busy here, and I, I need to get back up there where I can. Well, I mean, I'll just see it, but at least I'll feel better about it. So, right on. Right on. Take care, bud. Thanks, buddy. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Pitmaster, an old Virginia smoke podcast. Be sure to subscribe and like the podcast, rate the podcast, and to share it out with all your friends. Also, be sure to check out the old Virginia smoke YouTube channel as well. Tune in next week for another great episode of Pitmaster. For companies interested in advertising, please contact Old Virginia Smoke directly via www.oldvirginiasmoke.com. Pitmaster, an Old Virginia Smoke podcast, is edited by Chris Sedanka. Pitmaster, an Old Virginia Smoke podcast, is a property of Old Virginia Smoke, LLC. All rights reserved. Old Virginia.